印が解かれた時この世の破滅それだけは何としてでも防がねばBad in this house, which sucks in all the heat in summer and brings in all the cold in winter days. Not that it isn't winter yet, it's more like it is winter though. Is it? Yes, it's the fourth or fifth day of winter. Oh, there you go. Well, that's how we build in WA, right? Double brick homes. That's what it's designed to do is to keep out the cold. Double brick and tile. <laughs> Apparently, I found out that that's actually unique to WA is、uh, double brick homes because we have a lot of clay, apparently, and we used to make bricks. The more you know. <laughs> I'm trying to delay talking about this movie. Oh, oh it's a grenade. It's, I'll jump on it. Yeah, go on. It, it was your choice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was my choice. Hey, what do we do here at the Asian Action Cast?、So、we, for those who this might be their first episode, we torture ourselves by watching a film that may or may not be of quality that has fights in it. It's from Asia. That is from Asia.、It's、Technically, Asian. this one does hit all the buttons. It has fights, it's from Asia. And it was Nathan's choice. It was my choice. Yeah. Do you think we should be more picky? No. 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 <laughs> As I've always said, you take the good with the bad. Well, this, this came up. This, well, the movie is Death Trance, 2005,、uh, based on a manga, I believe. Yeah,、um, everything from Japan seems to be based on a manga at some point. So I, I wanted to watch this because I, I found it at the same time I found、um, Meatball Machine Koroku. Like I bought、good. it in the same. Exactly.、Mm. Exactly. You know, you get one good bit of like info and then you're like, oh, I should probably check anything else that's being. And, and no, no.、Yeah, I found it at the same time. And、this、I apologize. Fun, it was, it was fun, though. It was too slow. It, there was no moment, momentum. I feel like every time it got going, it would stop. Well, it was. So the director was、uh, Yuji Shimamura. Apparently, this was his directorial debut. So it's the first film that he's ever directed.、Uh, well, first commercial. This is a commercial film. It's not like a. First feature, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, probably. But, like, I mean, shit, I've seen worse films from people that directed lots of movies. Yeah, that's true. I've seen worse.、Mm. I've seen more entertaining ones. Oh, I've, <laughs> so, I've, yes, me too. Yeah. But it's like, you know, the camera is pointing in generally the right direction most of the time.、Uh, colors. It's actually made worse. It's in color. Yeah, it's in color <laughs> for a lot of it. <laughs> most of it.、Uh, I don't speak Japanese, and I'm sure that the words they're saying are right. Yeah, yeah.、Oh. How would you describe this movie in a, a sentence or two there, Christian? <coughs> Thanks for clearing your throat on Mike. Uh, this is how you make poignant points.、Right? Poignant. Poignant points. <laughs> is that, that a pregnant point? <laughs> Quiet, you. Don't perignon. <laughs> I drink that all the time. I'm a great fan of their work. I've got all their albums.、Um, uh, for me, 
this movie was epic because it had the film director direct debut of Steven Seagal's son. I cannot say any more than that. That's all you need to that's know. That's your description. It's got Stephen Scarlett's kid in it. That's, that's all you need. <laughs> As a man of the 80s and 90s, primarily 80s action movies, anything that's related to one of my heroes gets a thumbs up from me. Have you ever looked back at Stephen Seagal's like, filmography, though? They're mostly bad films. Yes, they are. He's a bad person. I don't, care about, I don't care about his politics or anything like that. Just looking at his film work, I like. what's he got? He's got that... Well, he had probably nothing. about five... Under Siege, maybe? Is Under Siege his best Siege. film? Yeah, Under Siege is his best film. He had about five or six years where he was doing some good stuff. And I don't know what happened. He just decided to go straight to direct-to-video release and then DVD. Yeah, yeah. I think but what happened was his movies bombed at the box office and made no money. So then he had to take what he could get. I think what happened is misogyny went out of fashion and then nobody wanted to see him. On the I will say this. Uh, I went and saw The Glimmer Man with a bunch of friends from high school. <laughs> in the cinema? In the cinema. And I, kept, I watched that and I was like, this is pretty good. And they were like, what do you think? I was like, yeah, it was pretty good. And all of them went, eh, it sucked. And I was like, oh. So oh. fuck them. That was entertaining for me. Are they still your friends? I got no friends. Drop it like it's Do you know what was shit about the Glimmer Man is I thought that, uh, what's his name, Keenan Ivory Wayans? I thought he would be way funnier. He pulls out the credit cards with the knives in it and cuts people up. Is that his credit card? I don't know. I thought it was just a credit card that he might have just I snapped. just thought it was a credit card that he just sliced their necks yeah. with the card. Yeah, I didn't think there was a blade in it. I don't think I've seen the Glimmer Man. Okay. Let's rectify none of this that is... this weekend. It's a long weekend. <laughs> All right, long weekend, Glimmer Man weekend. <laughs> this this <laughs> movie stars the progeny of the Glimmer Man. <laughs> How would you describe it, The Mike? Glimmer Sprog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I will say this. He has absolutely fantastic hair in this movie. Yep. He's totally uh, embracing flock of seagulls and just yeah you know why I Mohawk, like Mohawk Mohawk Pompadour. just to go off topic yes because Steven Seagal gets his ass handed to him in that movie gets kicked and punched and he, you know and I always remember all of the 80s movies and 90s movies you're talking about where he never hardly ever gets a scratch on him and stuff and I'm like bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> so I appreciated that they actually took the time to beat him up in the movie alright so your thoughts on this one in a sentence or two and this one sentence or two, slow walk up a mountain to the TARDIS <laughs> for no reason. Mm. Mm. Slow. Mm? You're asking me? Mm. I had to go slow when mm. I said slow. I don't know. Like I'm bored. On the plot. <laughs> that it? Yeah. That's, a, that's what she got. You fell asleep? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, I, I nodded off a couple of times. Oh, oh, shit. It's that afternoon sun, right? Yeah. right I'm, I'm going to tell you all now. Get, stay off my gimmick, all right? That's my thing That's to Christian's do, right? thing to fall asleep. He needs to snore into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so me? You want me to? Um, I've got an idea. We're going we're gonna to have a bunch of really good set pieces, but none of them are going to be anywhere as near as exciting as you think they should be. <laughs> Like, there are so many set pieces in this film that just, like, but they, they're nothing. They don't do anything. They're boring. The movie's boring. I'm apologizing. It's not fulfilled. It no. Fulfill its it's promise. promises not fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm done. The One Ring is a <laughs> coffin, and it's blue. It is blue. Yeah. There, there's a lot of blue. Oh, in this I film. missed something. Penis sword. <laughs> yeah. Phallic. Throbbing, throbbing yes. penis. Throbbing Phallic. penis sword, yeah. Um, I imagine this film, this is kind of like a pitch, I guess, as well. Uh, I imagine that uh, a producer wanted to make a really cool heavy metal, hardcore, like 
angels fighting demons type movie. Yep. And they put it to the produ- like they put it to the studio and the studio said, Great, we've got the Backstreet Boys, they want to do it. <laughs> and then they said, Alright, let's do it. So the Backstreet Boys are producing, acting, directing this heavy metal video. It's an overlong heavy metal video. We're still got time. But- yeah. yeah. I, I or alternatively, it's the same. It's, 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 we've got all these great ideas. They go to the studio and the studio says, we've got $7 and a, <laughs> and a chicken. That's funny. <laughs> Seven buck productions. Actually, that's the Rocks production company. <laughs> I'm sure they could probably do it. And, and he goes, you gotta, but you got to put my daughter in. Her. <laughs> my <laughs> yeah. youngest kid is going to be in this film. It's like, uh, what was that? For Ed Wood, where he goes around trying to get funding for all these films he's doing. And then it's got to have an explosion. It's got to have a cowboy. It's got to have this. It's got to have that. Would uh, Would anyone like to know what ha- what came out in two thousand and five? Mm. Um, yeah, go on. Tell me. All right, Transformers the animated movie. Two thousand and five. Nineteen ninety. Was it eighty five? Yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would have been eighties, wouldn't it? Oh shit. What was I <laughs> yeah. thinking of? Yeah, but you no, think, because you're thinking no, of the original. The, mo- no, no you're thinking the, the Transformers animated film goes. It is the year two thousand five. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you're technically true. correct, that's, yeah. that's which true, is the best yeah. kind of correct. Yes. Uh, the top grossing film in 05 was uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Three was number two, but martial arts films. You might remember Unleashed with Jet Li. Oh God. That? Was that also AKA Denny the Dog? Yeah, that's right. With him and uh, what's his name? Um, that that Bob British. Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. There is one uh, Jet Li movie I really like, and that's the one. Yeah, it's not bad. Jason Statham. Uh, Kill Zone SPL came out with Donnie Yen and Sammo Hung. And Tony Jaa's The Protector. Oh, also, The Myth came out. That was shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was John Claude Van Damme one, yeah? No, that's, no, that's Jackie Chan. One. Jackie Chan. What was the John Claude Van Damme one? That's he, The Quest. Yeah, with Roger Moore, yeah. Yeah, yeah Roger Moore. That's All right. the big stars. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, any trivia that you've got, Scott or Nathan, about? Uh, no, I was looking at stuff, but you know, it's not that exciting. <laughs> you, I, I, Just I like the movie. I refrain from doing trivia because, to quote Sam, I'm going to research the shit out of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> Sam. Sam told us yesterday that he was going to research the fuck out of this film, and he's come with nothing. So funny. We we all had a list of films, and I was like, guys, you need to be, you need to tell me, tell me which film we're doing, and I'm going to research this shit. I didn't do any of it. We went to karaoke last night. Yes, we did. That was my research. <laughs> Apparently, the movie. We need to more heavy metal movies. Apparently, the movie is a cross between Tim Burton, or the intention is a cross between Tim Burton and Jean Pierre Jeunet. Jean what? Pierre Jeunet. What, what As in it? the filmmaker who made Armelian. I can't remember what the other one is. I, I could oh, see oh, that. Yeah. I, I could see someone thinking they're cool with the colors. Yeah. With the, like the, Green, sa- the saturated, yeah. But no, 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 incorrect. A lot of the action is um, uh, close, close shots, and a lot of to me it looks like one. Yeah, did it the first take are good enough, but it reminds me that it's trying to be a bit Matrix esque with some of the camera shots and stuff like that. Possibly, and, and, it's and in Mike that said, era. I just Mike after. said Blade movies like Blade as well. It yeah. kind of reminds me a bit of that. Well, it's what it's. Five years after the Matrix, four years after the Matrix, we were in the middle of that fucking not, bullet not like, time not, shit. Not bullet time, but you know, just like some of the camera shots and the sweeping, you know. I think they wanted to push the envelope because, like the the genesis with what Tak Sagaguchi is the the main character, he plays Grave the fighter, but Yuji Shimomura, who's the director, he was the fight choreographer on the movie Versus, and Versus kind of. I don't know how big it was, but it was popular. It's a that. it's a cult indie thing. Yeah, people are like oh, the fight scenes are really good in that. So then, um, obviously, this guy, Sakaguchi, was just like, well, I'm the king shit here. 
So let's get this fight choreographer that did Versus and we'll make a film together. Yeah. And that's what Death Trance is. And what's the extra DVD that comes with this one, Nathan? Versus. There you go. Yeah. What's a movie that, that you know, portrays a better movie in that movie? Versus. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go real meta. <laughs> real meta. Versus, it's all, they just basically rip off bits of Ninja Scroll and throw it into a forest. That's not a bad idea. I'd watch Ninja Scroll and any rip-offs. <laughs> so this is uh, we're going to go through a bit of the plot just yeah break go on it down. just break it down yeah, well to be honest there's with you there's very little plot yeah like this is one of the few movies I've seen where there's uh, like like 70s like uh, so what was that movie we were talking about earlier it's the um, uh, the monster one it's Kaiju Mono yeah. yeah yeah that had more plot than this and this is like you know, 15 years uh, after it, it's ridiculous. What? It's like f- a group of five people are all kind of trying to get this one coffin and a, a bunch of mooks are going rah, 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 this way and then rah, 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 this way because they're getting chased that way and they're fighting this way. It's like a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. <laughs> so the park, the park boundaries are only from here to there so you have to run in between them and then film it like backwards <laughs> so it doesn't look like the same park. Yeah, if you shoot too close to the edge, you can see the roads. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that. Um, it's just basically like you, over the, the course of this entire movie you learn that the goddess of destruction is in this coffin and people think that if you open the coffin, she grants you a wish. And that's pretty much it. But well, she the, does kind of grant him his wish. The monk the monk believes uh, that it's going to cause the end of the world because the archbishop said if the coffin is stolen and opened, it will cause the end of the world, right? Take this sword. Yep. Right Take penis sword. But there's no, there's no... I mean, apart from the monk who, who just basically got tasked to go and get the coffin back... There's no backstory on anyone chasing the coffin, anyone getting the coffin, and any of the characters. It's, it's, they actually all do have backstory, though, which is, I guess, economic, except for the main character, which is economic filmmaking, I guess. Mm. We find out at the end that the woman is an angel. We find out that the other guy wanted to wish that his daughter came back to life. Like yeah, they actually do, they do give them backstories. So I have, I've, but they mean nothing, and who cares? That monk is played by Tak- Takamasa Suga, who is very attractive in this vi- and uh, picture that I see. Takaguchi's got some severe eyebrows there. I just think this He's a movie, fucking villain going movie, by eyebrow yeah, logic. A, a stroke of genius in marketing. If this was designed for you to go out and buy the manga to figure out what the goals was going on. Yeah, like there's not there's not a lot of story in the movie, right? But then it's sort of. Gives you the idea that lots of stuff is going on. Yeah. and But it's annoying and I it's don't like it. It's kind of an ensemble cast. Yeah. They're all kind of... I hated it. At the yeah. start, do you think... Um, sorry, we were watching like a little bit of behind the scenes um, interview with the, the star tack and, um, and he was talking about this being like the fourth revision of the script or something. And we were like, oh, he's being a bit off himself. But I'm like... You know what? If that was the fourth revision of a shit <laughs> script, and it's still shit. Can you imagine how shit the first revision was? Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, it's interesting. Two hours long. So yeah. Yeah. At, at the start, they're in that that little village with the bar, and you got this cast of characters, like the weird twin girls, and and it's like, oh, maybe this group of misfits are all gonna. And they were just kind of. They just get beaten up and go away, yeah. and then come back and get beaten Pretty up much. again. This is something we sort of discussed in the in the beginning of this. Like the setup of this this small bar is like it's in the is it like in a mountain cave. And I think we said it was like post-apocalyptic. It's not Earth, but an alternative. Yeah. Where you've got people in, like, it's like the the game um, near Automotor. 
Automata. Automata. I'm really going with all these names. Automata. That's a car game we play on occasion. That's a fashion. And they're just like... Automata. And they have swords and that, but at the same time, they've got modern stuff. Yeah. So it's an anime. It's a, yeah, it's an anime, man. <laughs> let's talk about the setting then. I haven't then. seen let's, any reference whoa, 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 whoa. to anime, though, or manga. Let's, let's, manga. let's, yeah. let's do a little plot. All right. We just kind of plot. danced around it. I thought you just told the whole plot. There's a coffin. Did I? Oh, there's a coffin. <laughs> the coffin, people need to get it. And there's like... There's a MacGuffin. It's got, the, it's got Satan in it. And the coffin cheaters come along. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. So and, a and, and there's a girl that's a on top girl. of the coffin all the time. She goes along with the coffin. She's yeah, well, obviously uh, evil. You're right. You're, sorry, you're right. There's a... Uh, Fuck you too. The train it's going off. There, there's like I'm a, walking here. There's, a, <laughs> there's like five people trying to get the coffin for their own reasons, and it kind of goes back and forth between these characters. Eventually, it gets in the hands of the coffin man, Big Tack. He takes it through the TARDIS, and we're not joking. Uh, he takes the girl that is. So there's this little, there's this little girl who's probably what five years old, eight. Not eight. So let's it's just say five years old. I don't know. It's very and she's creepy. actually she's got makeup on. It just creeps me out. We never, we never actually see. It never actually says what she is, but we think she's a manifestation of the, of the person in the coffin. And in the end, she basically opens up the coffin, hops in, and then comes out this beautiful um, goddess of destruction. But all through the film, she's basically advancing the plot by putting up blue Tartar doors and and you know, um, just yeah. It's a waste of time. She's a Honoka Asada, and she's been in like twenty odd films, I guess. Okay. So the the main reason you're watching the movie is because it shows that there's going to be a bunch of fights in this movie, right? Because it's all about fighting, and all the fights are bad. The end. <laughs> yeah, the choreography. You know what? I don't know if it's the choreography or if it's the editing. Yeah. Because um, the set pieces are actually pretty good. You know what I mean? Like. We well, they, 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 they write checks that they can't cash. Like, they've, there's the, the bit where he gets a motorbike and nothing happens. There's the bit where they go in and they're fighting in all those ropes and nothing happens. Like, he bounces the, off the ropes. He does bounce off the ropes. He did give me that. We're like, if he doesn't do some wrestling shit in here, we're going to be really upset. And he does a little bit of wrestling shit in there. He's I was wearing like, right. like wrestling boots. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, CFM boots yeah. that are just high up to his knees. <laughs> And he's got like a, uh, it's, it's a robe. What, what do you call it? Like not a kimono. Uh, anyway. It doesn't matter. A ha- hakimono. Actually, yeah, it's a hakimono. It's part yeah. Jedi robe, part bathrobe. Part yeah. And, but, and part cowboy tassel. Yeah, because it's all ripped up at the bottom. And when he walks, he's got a split right up to his fucking waist. So you can see the in, his inner thigh in almost every shot. Yeah. He knows what the ladies are there for. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I'm like, well, does this mean he's going to rip that robe off and he's going to go all Hulk Hogan and just have a pair of like tidy whities and he's just going to go and like drop kick people in the face. Dis- he did drop kick a bunch of people. He did. Yeah. He did. It was pretty good. Yeah, so that's just it. Like, I've, There's a few major fight sequences in this film. There's a fight sequence. Um, it's where- usually him versus a bunch of people. Yeah, a bunch of mooks. So there's one where he fights a bunch of people at the bar. Then there's another one, not with him, where Seagal's kid fights... Like that little five-man group, and he fucking shoots them all. That's pretty yeah. funny. And he has a rocket launcher, which that is was, great. No, that wasn't the gun Carter fight team, was it? No, that, that's the one where he's in the, against the zombies. No, nah, in the bar. Like after the bar fight, he fights a few people. Oh, in the, yeah, in that same sequence, yeah. yeah. There's a bar fight, then there's the, Steve, the Seagal fight. I nearly said Steven Seagal. It's not Steven Seagal. Don't, don't misconstrue Kintaro. it. Um, then there's... Shit, then there's a fight in the forest. <laughs> 
And there's the rope fight. Then there's the rope fight, and then there's the end fight. That's all there really is. Sword fight at the end. Yeah, the sword fight. Beach yeah. fight. Beach fight. Yeah, where you can't see anything and nothing happens. All, it's all, it's all quote unquote artistic CG crap. The CG blood floating around everywhere. Out of those, I think the, I, re- I there's one there's one bit of there's one fight in there that I did quite like, and that's where he draws his gun. Yeah. You think it's a sword the whole time, but it's not. It's a gun, and he's doing some like gun Carter shit. It's pretty good. Spin around, shooting people, tracer bullets. I think a lot of the fight scenes, like his ca- tax character to me is very comical and lackadaisical like it's so easy for him that it's and on purpose like it's not a serious fight scenes it's a lot of funny uh casual i'm running after these people and punching them in the head and spinning around and he's he's exhausted like oh for fuck's sake you know he's got to fight more it kind of it kind of does come off like this is the funny thing about it in one part from what you're saying like he does come off as this this is not a threat to me this is i'm not even going to get hurt doing this but at the same time he will run out of breath or he will... There's a part where someone comes up behind him and hits him in the back of the head. And he just stops, turns around, throws a guy on the ground and just starts beating the hell out of this one guy. So it's like, well, you've taken all these people but now this one guy hits you in the back of the head? Well, what's the deal? I know I've mentioned this in a couple of podcasts, but he reminds me of like the anime, the One Punch Man character, that kind of world-weary... Oh. You yeah. have to fight small, but he's not like hasn't got the super strength. The other thing though is he loses. He 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 goes down twice. Yeah, he does. Strangely as well. Yeah. First time we don't know what takes him out. I actually had had a thought about that later. I decided that it's probably he ran out of uh, energy because he had no food. He's so hungry. He just went. Burr, 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 burr. It, it, it's because that's him- like his whole his whole thing. He doesn't. That girl doesn't give him food. Then that thing bites him. And then he keeps just saying, "I'm hungry" that's all the such- time because that passes for acting apparently. That's I- such a reused like <laughs> anime trope. <laughs> I, I actually reckon it, it's, it's kind of implied, but it's not. Stacking balls, you know. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I honestly think that when he's walking with the coffin and the girl, because he's walking with that girl, I reckon what happens is he's um, she's not letting him eat because, like, he whenever he goes to drink, he all he gets is a glass of milk at the bar, and he, whenever he tries to eat something, she makes the food come alive, or yeah. someone tries to attack him or something. And I reckon it's like implied that when you're with this. This little girl, you you go through suffering. Yeah, possibly. Can't, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a stretch, but that's it, what I can sort of maybe if uh, one of the scripts said that was happening. But that's what I'm getting from it because every time he tries to eat something with her or does something, she smiles, has all the food, and he his like he was eating some pig. And the pig comes to life. But she's happy from to drink milk. Yeah. Well, she drank like the strongest Blood. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Blood. I find that just living with little children is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, you, you're trying to open a pack of M&Ms and like, ooh, what's that? God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Shut up, it's mine. Just do what Mike does, hide it in the, in the, in the couch. couch for six months. <laughs> they find it. Yeah. These are vegan balls. Don't touch them. <laughs> you won't like these. These are for adult palates. You've got, is that why adults eat such terrible food, you think? Not tasty food? At some point, they're just like... My kid's not going to eat these uh, pickles. <laughs> I'm going I'm to start having pickles in my house. <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> Rachel, can you give me the fitness scale, attractiveness scale of Tak Sakaguchi and Kentaro Seagull? Seagull? Seagull. Eagles. Tak gets a zero. Zero. Is that because he was too full of himself? It's just so fucking annoying. I don't know. I just cannot stand it. What if he was pointing one finger at the sky and going, it was not funny. Uh, it was not his martial art action, arts action not convincing. True. Um, I'm like, he knows martial arts. I cannot tell. That was like, to, yeah, the, the thing that really stood out for me is 
to how poor the, the choreography was no. in this movie. It was terrible. His and his hits were off, like on the shots. He's missing the. It looked weak. Margins. Like yeah, he's like punching those guys in the stomach, and I'm like, yeah. I know he's supposed it's to be fast. Like, not. not <laughs> trying but it also looks stupid yeah i think if we're going to go for the fitness scale here we have to bring up um uh, the guy with the cloud buster sword that would be uh the guy who's listed as credited as muscle man <laughs> chuck johnson he's got the the weird mask on well he's the only guy who doesn't have a shirt on so because he's he pretty was the only one with so we don't know how fit anyone is really because they're wearing a lot of layers uh, Sakaguchi, I think, is reasonably fit. You can see his inner thigh, and it was quite muscular. <laughs> 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 oh, is that what you were watching? Uh, yeah, yeah. He well, you sk- could not not watch it. It's right there. <laughs> he didn't skip leg day. No. <laughs> I'm, I am going to make us suffer through uh, uh, one of his other movies at some point. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we have to Great. watch it only because... <laughs> Yo-Yo he, he's, he's only a bit part, though, in that movie. So uh-huh. No, no, no. I'm so talking I'm talking about his, like... His, like sort of his rejuvenation after these movies he had another movie where he, i think it's reborn or recast or reused or something like that it's got a re in the title regurgitated yeah, yeah. but we'll, we'll watch that at some point that was the audience I, re- <laughs> I reckon he out of all the leading characters him so sakaguchi and what's his, the other guy takamasa suga the monk the monk really like good looking guys kintaro siegel looks like a buck tooth unbearded david grohl hey <laughs> Hey, um, Mike, I don't know if you're going to remember. I know no one else will get it, but in, you know, Gintama, um, you know, um, Shimpachi's shitty blonde friend with the buck teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. looks like that guy. He does, he does. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got te- he's got teased up hair, slick back, and a little curl at the front in a mohawk. It's pretty unique. He's got like a pompadour mohawk thing yeah. going on. But his character is kind of like a uh, like man with no name, like the Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Kind of like adventure, world weary adventurer who's kind of badass. And I almost thought that he was going to be the main character. Like his story was going to take. Well, his story is more, far more uh, yeah. in, emotionally engaging. Yeah, than in, like anyone else's. Because you don't really know anything about this grave character, Sakaguchi. And the monk is just this whingy bitch the whole movie. <laughs> to the point where he gets punched. Like, yeah, out that's twice. Yeah, for laughs, but we as the audience want to see that. Again, it's, again it's, sometimes you can do a joke for irony. Like, sometimes you... Oh, isn't this annoying thing we're doing annoying? Haha, we're, point, we're pointing at the fact that it's annoying. Just don't do the annoying thing. Yeah. It, it, uh, <laughs> you're right on that, because, like, in the beginning, it's like, oh, here's the coffin, blah, blah, blah. You, you don't really see the, the main character or good character going into a, a monk, a monastery, and stealing a coffin. And then... Uh, Seagal's character he wants to bring his daughter back to life that's why he's looking for the coffin he's got a sort of like redemption arc but then you've got the monk who wants to get the coffin back because he's just trying to do it so and there's this sword that can only be used by the chosen one and you think well it's either going to be the monk who's who has no fighting skills whatsoever and learns it or it's going to be Seagal's kid to get his um, daughter back you don't expect Great. Know, you, don't, sp- you don't know about the daughter wish until the yeah, end. Right at the end, he, he spits dies. it out. Like, oh, he spits okay, it out great. when he's dying. So I'm, I didn't see that. I just also want to go to the point. Do you guys remember that bit in the middle where they just have him in like a fetal position spinning around in a void? Yes. Oh, what yeah, the yeah. fuck was that shit? All the dream naked. sequence. Okay, so we did see him with no clothes on. That's an ego thing, really. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call him too. Was that with the weird yeah. little claymation dolls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they spent a lot of time and money doing that oh. for, for one little scene. Did you say Tim Burton, the director? Did yeah, that's want to be Tim Burton. So. Also, uh, before we move on, Kentaro Seagulls. Seagulls. 
Segal. <laughs> His default expression for the entire movie is scowling. Skull. I, also hate, I would also hate my dad. Oh. <laughs> his voice is... I, I thought his voice was quite like a good commanding voice, like a deep hero, heroic baritone. Oh my, oh my, I shouldn't do it, that kind of thing, yeah. And I got a kick out of watching him speak Japanese too. I mean, I'm sure he... Because it looks... He's not Cynthia Rothrocking. No, that's he's right. He's speaking the words. Well, I don't think... I, he is. What's his name again? Kitaro? Yeah. Pretty sure he's half Japanese. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so... I would probably expect him to be native or fluent. I guess, but I kept picturing Steven Seagal speaking Japanese and I couldn't. And I was like, your kid's How do you speak English? <laughs> <laughs> Speaks Russian, all right. <laughs> uh, let's talk a little bit about the costumes because for what it's going for here, which is, I guess, a kind of Mad Max-esque kind of thing mixed with... Good. With anachronistic goth. It, it, it's cool, but it looks off. Like, I've got a crazy eye patch and I've got, it just looks like cheesy. I think part of it I think it's cheap. I think everything is cheap. I think it costs no money to make this. Yeah, but like in the same aspect, you'll have a guy who's got one of those crazy eye patches, but they've put makeup around his face to make it look like he's been beaten up or he's lost an eye or something like that. And I thought, well, if this is going to be a cheap movie, you just have him wearing it like Muscle Man. But the some of the actual people actually had um, cuz like there was one scene where um uh, he tur- uh, he faces off against a a group of bandits or whoever they are and they all look like the insane clown posse so you know they all got makeup and stuff like this they, if it was going to be cheap they would have just put a hood on them or something miracles no I think I think again it's a manga right it comes from a manga at some point you have to have I was actually um, reading apparently they made the manga as like a movie tie-in oh, so really? it wasn't actually like a that shit ongoing but then they could have done whatever they wanted <laughs> that's exactly. like a promotion that's like making one of those Hungry Jacks <laughs> comic books to sell a burger essentially yeah <laughs> or a BTS meal available now a Star Wars book to go in with after that's, the yeah. movie that's really fucking lame that and that lame. gives them no excuse because my excuse for that was going to be maybe they did what they could with the budget that they had to do the panels. Like, yeah. you know, in a lot of like anime and manga and films, they'll, they'll go, oh shit, that's an iconic thing. We have to have that, a shot of that. And like, well, how do we do that with $3.50? Yeah. Like, well, they have no excuse. It's the just bad. The problem with the costume for me is like, I thought like if you look at what they're wearing and they're going for this like cyberpunk post-apocalyptic look, the costume like what Grave is wearing is fine but the thing is it doesn't fit in with the world like everything you look it's shot mostly on a like but that's the forest. point right he's in white grey and everybody yeah. else is in black he's the one he's the one he's well, a virgin I think with the colouring because it's so desaturated because you have so much like grey and shades of black I know what they're going for but it becomes so monotonous that you can't even see what the fuck's going on half the time yeah mm. like the sand is grey the people are blackish grey um, so I don't. When really they think eventually it's at the end, they bring that saturation out for like. Design? It's like oh, it's, it's, oh thank for one God. second. Yes. Yeah. Well, the goddess, goddess pops out. Yeah. And that, that whole fight is like everything is clear. It's, uh, things like dressing up like a Mad Max villain is like they dress like a villain. Nobody wants to dress like a villain. There's a reason why they dress the way that they dress. Like I like the fact that one guy's wearing an eye patch that's made up of an actual human eye. <laughs> He's just we, taken up off someone else's which space. Which is funny, right? <laughs> it's hilarious. But then you just you you're just like it's a gimmick, but in the world and in the surrounding and the people that he's a, he's with, like I just don't understand. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense considering it was just rot. Yeah, yeah, you know, like the stuff like that. It's not practical. There was a scene when Kataro's character has a gun to the eye patch guy's face, and the eye patch is closest to the camera, and it's like they're going to move the eye. There's a scene here. That, nope, 
No. Well, Damn they it. moved the statue's eyes, but they I don't know, really... right? The creepy statues. They didn't the do it. The statues actually didn't do anything in the whole movie, right? Nope. So what the fuck? They looked around occasionally. That's cool. There's a lot of things in this movie they showed you that didn't do anything eventually. There was, there was a lot of uh, a lack of anything really. Again, they 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 promised a lot when you would see something coming, and then there would be no payoff. There was nice surprises though, like when uh, Kentaro Seagal lets that guy go, the boss guy go, and we're just like, and you said Nathan. Why do they always let the boss guy go? Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually let him. No, he shoots shot- him with a bazooka. <laughs> I'm hoping bazooka. It's funny because um, when we, we haven't seen... Uh, up at this point, I think we, ha- we haven't seen any guns yet. And then Kitaro uh, is fighting against um, these this band of b- bandits. And he pulls out this magnum, which he never has to reload, which is completely awesome. None of the guns have to reload in this film. <laughs> and he yeah, and he's just like... he And then... Like you say, let's the, the boss go. And out of nowhere, like he, he sort of kneels down. And he's not carrying a big backpack. He's not carrying, but he pulls out this thing that wouldn't go astray on a on a you know on a tank on a tank, and just fires this. And the good thing about it, it's made up to look like a Japanese style, you know, rivets everywhere that like you ripped it straight out of the wall or something like that. You know, it's a little steampunk. <laughs> I don't know where he puts it though, because no, I assume it around. folds up and goes into his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> and bring it out of the end there too again which is uh, no, a nice throwback and then there's another scene where um, uh, Grave is fighting um, and these two like mini bosses come out and then one's carrying a gun a sword gun and the other one's ca- and the other one's got tong for guns yeah which again that's pretty cool you know what was so funny about the scene this is stupid yeah it's really dumb it's you great you hand to hand combat with like a, a, wep- a weapon that could stab someone while simultaneously shooting you it seems like a very bad idea. Yes. And they're just like fighting close, you know, swinging this sword above some guy's face while also shooting him at the same time. It's very cool. It is awesome. It's also super lame. Yeah. I just want to point out the, the twins I mentioned earlier aren't actually twins, but they kind of have these weird half faces and they, they feature fairly prominently in the movie for a couple of scenes. It is uh, Masumi Shirai and Mie Nako. And they're in the movie for a little bit. And there's another actor here, Bandit Johar, whose name is Bob Suzuki. <laughs> I just wanted to say that because that's a cool name. You'll address like him Pat as Mar- Robert Suzuki, like sir. Pat Morita Bob. is a cool name, but I mean, that's a real name. Bob. I, uh, <laughs> not a made-up one. <laughs> Bob. Um, I really like... I've got to give some props to the the attempted creativity of the costumes, though. Like, um, Even though it doesn't... Sometimes it doesn't work. You've got to give him credit for going for it. Like, the, the two twins, there's these two girls that Scott was just talking about where one has the right side of a face covered and then the other one has the left side of a face covered so it looked like bookends but like just some some of the costumes there I give credit for for creativity because um, it does look like you know some utopian good ideas dystopian. poor execution yeah uh, yeah again yeah that's exactly what this movie is all over good ideas poor execution yeah mm. or average ideas Dismal execution. Awesome. <laughs> what about the spider guys? Push it down a bit more. Yeah. Spider guys. The, the guys who turn into a Voltron spider. I d- I There's did, two of them. It's yeah. like a two-person Voltron. That, that costume is hilarious because it's literally like Oscar the Grouch, like painted black or something. <laughs> when, when one guy, you know, the the uni- uniting scene or the transfer, whatever it is, transformation scene, where one spider guy jumps up and then lands on the other guy's back upside I'll down. I'll be the head. And yeah. And it was one of those moments where we were like, holy shit, they're combining. But then the next shot is just literally the guy just hanging off the guy's it back. Fl- it flips him over. It's like, oh, man. <laughs> what I loved about that, though, is like, we're like, oh, that looks so lame. And But the, then it, it switched to the character, main character and what he was like. And he was like, this is fucking lame. 
Yeah, his but, face said it all. Yeah. And this is this is a part of me that um like I know um Seagal's character was early on in the film he takes on the fallen angel girl. We don't realize she's the fallen angel, but she comes through this mysterious woman and um Whenever he tries to attack her, this big white flash happens. He gets thrown to the ground. So we know he's not super, super great. But then he ends up getting captured by these spider people, and you don't. And it's just, it's just a shame that's the end of his story arc. Like I don't know. I wonder if they wanted something bigger for him. They just wanted him to have more to do because he's Seagal's son. Hell yeah. Well, you know, he was a main character and they spent time on him. Like that's true. They built him up and they, he didn't really. He, pay he, off. he didn't really. Like, he got wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah. And he got bitten a couple of times. Like. Obviously, they you know he was dying while he's up there, but it just seems so anticlimactic. Like this whole film, they used him. They use his death pretty much as a joke because like <laughs> Sakaguchi is fighting all these guys. He finishes off the last guy, and one of the spider people's behind him, and Seagal just basically falls off the tree and just crushes the other guy in the background. <laughs> yeah, play for laughs, but yep. that's his death. That fallen angel lady is Yuki Takauchi, Yuri, Yuri Takauchi. No, her name, her character's name is Yuri. Her oh. name is Yuki. Who's the goddess of death? I can't remember her name. Uh, Yoko Fujita. I was way off. Um, <laughs> Fujita, like uh, Yoko Fujita. She's she's one of Fujita. my favorite. Fujita, <laughs> not Vegeta. Not Vegeta. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's just. Um, I, I will give this movie one thing, like the ending. Um, the it last sucked. What? The last <laughs> minute and a half. The ending's minutes. the worst bit of the film. <laughs> I reckon was the best part of the movie. Um, like it, it was over. <laughs> I just reckon it was good because you, it starts off like what happens is the uh, in the, the ending is this um, grave comes up releases the um, the the goddess of destruction. You grant wishes. He goes, I can destroy whatever you wish. And he says, destroy me because he wants to test himself or whatever his reason is. Have this big fight. He loses. And then there's this big, like, white screen of death. And she's suplexing angels out of heaven. <laughs> so uh, it goes back to the, the monk. He's basically in this buried in sand. He sort of stands up, looks around. There's, like, some stones sticking out of sand. There's nothing anywhere else. And he sees this body of this angel face down on the ground. And then he sees the, um, the other lady who is the fallen angel because it shows the back of her where her wings were taken off. And then... They're like discussing what happens now because he's got white hair. He looks like Dante from um, Devil May Cry. And then they go, is there any hope? And, he, and then we see that, what's his name? Grave is still alive. He's got the big penis sword and he's got his red eyes going on and he looks up at heaven and then he just jumps up into heaven. He, do, he, does, he does the Matrix. He, just, he does the Neo. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid. Does anyone else find it really disturbing that the little girl... Basically grows up into the goddess. Is that uh, what happens? Well, she hops she in. Gets in the coffin, she gets in the coffin, the and then the whole time she... everyone's been like grooming her and stuff like that, and uh, she's been you know mucking around with these guys and whatever. It sounds bad, <laughs> but then she. There are no up. sexual undertones to the child. We I don't just, think. Just, but then, then you get like when she turns into the goddess. There's a whole weird scene where they're stabbing each other with a phallus it, sword, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, uh, and she's going. Oh. Like, yeah, it is. It is a bit. That a bit is a bit sexual. That is. Quite and they go obviously. to kiss a little bit. Yeah, they don't actually. But well, then there's lots of blood. You, you like people are stretching. Stupid. That is stretching. No, it's exactly what she happens. She puts her face right next to him, and then all of this like viscous, viscous stuff kind of transfers from her to his face. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like um, an alien thing. And, and what made it worse was just not too long before that, they showed the penis sword. The <laughs> just hilt, throbbing. And it was throbbing and the veins on the penis sword. And a close up, there's literally like the bulbous head of a penis. There's no way this was not a dildo. And the prop department just said, we'll put that on the hilt of a sword. They went into one of those five story Japanese like sex shops, went, get us the most Geiger shit you can. <laughs> we'll stick it on there. Yeah. And like, you know, like this penis sword is throbbing with all the vein shit. Like. We totally thought there was going to be an ejaculation scene. <laughs> Well, he's screaming while he's trying to unsheath this sword. Uh, it's just so, so overt. Oh, so man. it's actually a fairly big chunk of the story here that, that someone's got to open this sword up. Yeah, it's kind it of like was. We, we're acting like, eh, the, someone just opens the sword at the end. Well, that's what they say. The prophecy is like, oh, the chosen one's going to like open the sword, right? Or it's going to unsheath the sword. Everyone tries early on in the film and they don't do it. So then we're like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. And then it turns out to be one of them who just tries extra hard. Because yeah. there's a little bit, there's a little bit of this where the the fallen angel girl goes, "Oh, you're not exalted, or you're not awakened, awakened yet." And oh, what do you mean not awakened? Is you got to get that third eye. And then wo- you know, like he gets, we see uh, Grave get a little bit awakened when one of the Spider Men att- jump on him, attack him, and he's getting bitten. The next thing you think he's going to die, and then he goes. Super Saiyan, you get his red eyes and he just screams in the air and starts beating people up. It's literally the sword scene where he actually unsheathes it. He's sitting there going, I can't do it, I can't do it. And he just goes, ah! And then it just shows this poignant slow motion opening of the, you know, it's just it's stupid. It's like when you're trying to start a car in the coding one more time. And you punch the dash and you go, start you piece of shit. You get out and you kick the tire and it goes, so the, the majority of the music is done by a Japanese band called Dire and Grey. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the music is fine. It's like, you know, that kind of um, heavy metal, fast speed metal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, chugging. <laughs> but I feel like it's just chucked in at random spots. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, so. like sometimes there's a big fight scene and there's dramatic orchestral music almost. And then chugga chugga chug comes in and it's like did you put it in the wrong spot except at the very end where he goes he is the one he goes Jum! yes and okay that's where it works noticeably changed the riff at the end and i was like oh because the rest of the film is just generic metal riff it's like, but they put it like in random spots like it, it's it should have been in I don't, I don't know they just slapped it on and they messed up the, the soundtrack it's like ah close enough no, I agree. I like someone deleted something and it shifted everything like back a little bit. <laughs> it was an audacity or something. Do you think they actually wrote that music for the movie, or they just took? Tracks I think it's just songs. It? So they just took tracks. And just I could be wrong. Them. I think it's just. Who is the guy? It like. It's listed as as um, from X X album, except for maybe Clever Sleazoid. I don't know. Who's the guy that did um, Crank High, High Voltage? Mike Jason Patton Stavis. did the second one. Mike Patton. I feel like Mike Patton was involved in this music-wise and it was a battle between those two to see who could get their music on there. Because sometimes it's got a very Mike Patton feel to some of the... The song goes... And I like Mike Patton, but there's literally a song in the sun that goes... I recommend it for a for a uh, like a evaluation of pretty good. Pretty good. Let's see. <laughs> pretty good. Let's see. What is your evaluation of pretty good? My evaluation of pretty good is the very end scene where he's walking in the sand, and he should have gone, "You maniacs! <laughs> you blew it up! <laughs> you really did it!" <laughs> uh, fuck. Because <laughs> everything comes back to the Simpsons. Planet well. Which is also just going back to other things. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs>
You know what? Instead of saying what movies were out in 2005, we should just say, here's what Simpsons episodes we were watching. <laughs> yeah. oh, in, in, two th- in 2005, I was still watching ep- seasons four, five, and six. <laughs> so, uh, should we, is anything else anyone wants to mention about this film? Um, I, was, I, I bought it when I was buying a lot of movies, and so far it was, it's the one that's paid off the least. The least? Yeah. Um, think, well, yeah, these like indie films, they live and die by their like exploitation and like shock value of like, oh shit, that happened. Well, I, what I don't necessarily need to see great execution, but what I want to see is great ideas. Yeah. Did this have a sequel? No idea. It should do, right? It's, it's setting itself up for a sequel. Yeah, Man, but- there's no way they could afford to do that. Fight in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it ourselves. Heaven- <laughs> well, let's do it. Heaven Puppets. can look like a, a small Japanese town and out at the back of a uh, national park. Yeah. We'll get some parks around here. <laughs> Did anyone have any favourite scenes from the movie? Uh, favourite scenes? I guess so. <laughs> I, no, literally the only scene I quite liked was the scene where he doesn't draw a sword, he draws a gun. Yeah. And that's pretty fun. Because like, it's it, A, it's unexpected, and then it's pretty fun. He doesn't shoot it like a rifle. He's, no. he's going, blam, 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 and you see like the, the lasers or the, the bullets. Traces, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, he's literally like waving the gun around like it's nothing. And it's I love I like the last minute thirty of the of, of the ending, like the last couple of scenes where he, they, so the earth's just sand and all that. You know, I, I think that's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, like a, an angel falling out of the sky with one wing is actually pretty. Yeah, it, and it hits with a thud, and I think you see more of them. Like they don't show it to you very clearly, but you can see other yeah. things falling from the sky as well, which is a nice evocative image. Yeah. But eh. my favorite bit was when they um, they had the the spider web stuff done up in the forest with the two vampire um, <laughs> spider things and he goes to jump on them and then falls he's <laughs> like was you come down to me <laughs> there's a lot of that too like some scenes there where, he, where Grave just like can't be bothered doing something he's like no you come to me I'm not doing it the, the pig was it the pig seahorse chicken thing that he was eating I don't know that that was really cool design yeah that when was when they were trying to eat it and then it started to attack him that was funny for one <laughs> second punching the hell out of it <laughs> I like the the fight between um, the fallen angel and grave where they go he goes I'm not using a sword and then they start wrestling uh, yeah, oh, yeah the <laughs> and the, the motorbike in the forest which is used for like 20 seconds and you can tell he's, he's scared to ride it because he's riding it pretty slow <laughs> <laughs> That's There's a lot of, sh- lot of sh- like shots of him, just his face riding the motorbike, which I'm sure it wasn't moving. And for the stunt that would have hurt the most, uh, when he's rolling down, the- he gets kicked and he's rolling down the hill because after a while he starts flipping and he's, he's going too fast. And he's getting out- Or the stuntman's going too fast and getting out of control. I think he's I think rolling he down the hill. Stunts. That, that looked like it would have hurt. I think he does his own stunts. Oh, yeah, I'd say so. There's one actually where he flies through this, the air and he gets um, kind of like a tree. Hey? And he hits the tree. Yeah, yeah. He, he like he gets kicked into the tree yeah. and like it hits him straight square in the back. Yeah. That would have hurt. Yeah. That would have hurt. There's a stunt scene where I think he kicks somebody and they get wrenched back into a tree as well. Yeah, that, that probably would have like the wire work comes and goes. And when it comes, it's real fast too. It's like yeah. someone gets punched like whoa, off screen. You know? It's like we got three wire shots in this whole movie. Like make them count. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the cool thing with a gun when he pulls the rifle out from his sheath. When he shoots some people mid air, they get like ratcheted back mid air. Yeah. Like with the bullet impact, I thought that was pretty cool. Actually, the stunt that would have been the suckiest is like holding onto that penis sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to pay the extra hazard pay. <laughs> Ew, it's slimy. No, the, the, I think the the w- there's a <laughs> the hardest scene for me would have been when um, these two 
people try to get the coffin and then uh, Seagal's son gets them. So he puts a he, he makes them carry the coffin for him. And they're carrying all through the forest. So I reckon that's probably the... Because they have to hold up. There's a scene where he goes for about five minutes and they're still holding this freaking coffin. So I'm going to let you in as a movie magic secret. We don't know how heavy that coffin is. <laughs> it's made out of balsa wood. <laughs> I like the fact that he had a leash on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything that you want to do in this film? Any special power? Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. It's all right. I don't care. Oh. We've all had bummers. Well, We've all had bummers. We're two out of five now because Sam hates Donnie Ying and, and Rachel hates Tack. Ra- Rachel also hates Jackie Chan. That's more for ideology than, yeah. than action. Yeah, that's yeah. That, you don't you don't hate his films. You just no. hate the man. Yeah. Separate the artist from the art. <laughs> that's difficult though. It is difficult. So Nathan, thumbs right. up, thumbs down, thumbs down. I'm I'm sort of I'm sort of if I had to do it, it's a thumbs down. If I had to give it up or down, it's down. It's not that yes, hard. you, Rachel Kwan. No, not that hard for me. Down. Mike's got it down. Rachel Fallis sword. <laughs> <laughs> One flappy uh, phallus. Uh, my thumbs in the middle. Um, like it has some good parts for me. Um, not enough story, but the it, the ending has sort of got me curious. Sam, bye. Oh, thumbs up. I, I like this film. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I got thumbs in the middle. Like I didn't think the movie was that great, but it was entertaining. Like it was so absurdist with the bazookas and the motorcycles and things. Also, we got to remember too. We we. This is a directorial debut. This is the guy's first film. So, I mean... No excuses. No excuses. But, I mean, we're, we're comparing it against stuff where guys have been doing films for 20 years. So, you know, in that aspect, I kind Not of... all the time. What? So, if I make, like, 20 films in, tw- in 20 years, if I have enough practice, I might get good enough? <laughs> <laughs> That's generally how it goes. Yeah, you probably do Are get better. Like, like, sometimes I can be a bit, like, even if it's crap, I just want to get the end of the story and because it was no end to the story i kind of want to see what happens only because yeah, i need to, to i need it. to have a finish to a story and i hate that's it. a sunk cost fallacy michael it's not going to get better it's not going to get better i need to see the, no you don't i want to see i can't stand that shit factory. you've heard it right here me and mike are going to make the <laughs> we're going to finish the story <laughs> i can't I, it's in the woods honestly i can't stand that shit renee renee does that all the time we'll, we'll be watching a show and it's just shit it's just terrible and it's like but we've started it now i'm like fuck that i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> see uh, i'm the opposite run I, I want to see how it ends too is like I gotta I gotta see it through. There's 50 more episodes. I gotta see it through. I gotta see the end. Never start One Piece. God damn it! Did it, no one else watch this film and just go, I want to go try this at home. No. Uh, well, <laughs> like some of, anything in the film. I thought some of it was fun, but it wasn't. Kick some guy in the head. It just it it kept showing me things that I thought were going to be good, and then they weren't good. Oh. It started off good in the Star Wars cantina scene, so, the bar. I, I like the um the premise of this film, like the. I know now that I know that the manga wasn't for it and it was created with the manga type thing, like I would really like someone to um, go and do some development of everything in that. And I reckon it'd be a really cool mythology story, whatever you want to call it. It's, 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 it's very potential. formulaic. I mean, they're just looking for reasons for having people fight. Essentially, it's, uh, it, it is such a trope. It's like so many other different. Like mangas that I could name, you know. Yeah, it's like one guy who's trying to find the greatest fighter. Essentially, yeah. It, I mean, there's so many other ones that are the, the same. So it's it's really pulling pe- bits and pieces of all other stuff and trying to make something that's basically not unoriginal. Yeah. And 
Too yeah. much style, not enough substance to this one. And then it almost feels like they bit off more than they could chew because the idea kept, like they were writing out, oh, I've got a great idea for this. <laughs> and then they kept like trying to top themselves without making it, you know, tie into the movie properly as a, as a coherent plot. And then it just explodes at the end when they go, shit, we've just sent her up to heaven. How yeah. the <laughs> fuck are we going to do that? No <laughs> and- money. I agree with you there, Sam. I think like it's not super expensive and stylish, but it's trying to be. Mm. So maybe they're trying to be, you know, like that. That's right. Well, that was Death Trance, right? (laughs) Like they tried. It's better to shoot for the stars and not have enough money to get there. They tried. I love that. Put that on its tombstone. How much did this movie make? How did I I have no idea? But versus only cost ten thousand bucks. So this one's probably not. Versus is, is literally like. You know, Ninja Scroll cosplay yeah. in a forest, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like for what it is, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah. Pretty All fun. right. Yeah. You're not going to turn me around no, on this I'm one. I'm still. I'm thumbs in the middle. Yeah, thumbs in the middle. You can't. I don't think you can do that in the Gladiator Gladiator Arena. What does that mean? <laughs> Half a lion eat you. Yeah. Cut his arm off. Yeah. Wait till the next fight. <laughs> I'm undecided. <laughs> if you're undecided, you can check our back catalog. You absolutely can. We There's have some classics in there. Three years, three four years, years worth, almost. Four years, I think, worth of four years, man, of podcasts. Yeah. What's going on in the four corners of the interweb, Sam? The Nothing. interweb is still rolling along. Uh, internet speeds are getting slower and slower <laughs> every day as more and more people get spammed and watch porn. A round of applause for uh, us actually managing to get everybody here today as well. Oh, yes. look at us go! It's been a while, isn't it? Yay! COVID has not put us down. I'm kind of half down. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> People in this room can go get vaccinated now. No. Yeah, we can. What? Uh, 40 to 49s. Since when? Click it clack. Since Friday. Since Sam's Fuck, I didn't, I didn't check the news. <laughs> I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't believe in vaccinations because they use the uh, chemicals that they use to like kill small animals and children. <laughs> I might so, just make I might you believe five G towers <laughs> give COVID as well? Yeah, that's right. They're killing the bees. <laughs> I'm, I'm pro pro the bees and anti-vaccinations. Did you get I love it. So, I, I, lo- no. I love how that you're gonna. My get- kids aren't getting vaccinated. <laughs> I don't buy vaccinators. They're shit vacuum cleaners. <laughs> what if a bee vaccinated you? A bee vaccinated like it stung with, you and had the vaccine with his natural natural with a natural vaccine. No, it's someone saying, I'm just saying it's got a vaccine in it. Okay. He sucked it up instead of pollen. That's <laughs> nah, bullshit. It's bullshit. And plus, I wouldn't want a bee to sting me because then it would die. Iron- ironically, uh, out, a bee ev- should die so you may live. Out of everything we've ever done, this podcast with Sam's anti-vax speech is the one that gets us cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I wish you. <laughs> if anybody oh, has oh, anything oh, about vaccinations, oh. please contact us. AsianAshicast.com. <laughs> There's a fight scene just before they go to the weird hidden village, and they hear eagles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was the bit, same clip. It's the same eagle clip that yeah. we use. Oh, yeah. God. Thank you very much. It, it's worth it for that scene because it's this weird... You think they're going to go there, right? It's this weird... Oh, yeah, damn. Pur- purpley valley and... Oh, this it's is the, the hidden forest. the fireworks. Good map painting. Kaka! Bye. 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 Bye.